Good Up is our space to talk about those experiences in life we didn't know we all had in common. We're the after work happy hour conversation with your best friend. The place where you bring up the hard parts of life, the ones that made you laugh, and the things that made you who you are. Because who said becoming good up wasn't a little bit uncomfortable? Stay tuned for more information about this week's episode. Hey, beautiful people. Hey, hey. <laughs> it's the last one, Deidre. How you feeling? <laughs> oh my god! I know, I'm right? Tired. Everybody expecting tired. us to be like, it's so hard. It's not this season, girl. No, it's no, actually more well. like, peace out, bitch. See y'all next season. Mm-hmm. Because this is my first season actually doing the podcast and having a job. That's mm-hmm. not like working for myself, and it's very ghetto here. Like it's very the podcast ghetto. has been getting me through. I'm like, how the fuck has I been doing this for so long? <laughs> what? I'm like, what? I gotta listen, something, but it's not gonna be that podcast, baby. We were just talking about it before we start recording. Like this podcast is like the joy, right? Everybody to tell you, you need to make sure you have some joy in your life, even when everything is like the podcast is the joy. So it's been easy to do, but again, again. We, we get yeah. in there at the home stretch, honey. We get in there. But I mean, y'all, we made it. This is the last episode of what I think has been a fucking amazing season. Like yeah, this wow. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the highlights. We're gonna talk about the highlights because yeah, we have to. We have we to we have to. We have to. Like so much has happened in one season alone. And sometimes I'd be like, okay, here is I hold it down. <laughs> don't don't talk about everything don't go down the list of all the shit you guys have done but again we had an imposter syndrome episode <laughs> this season so now i feel like i can't not do it i i feel like yeah, we, we have, have to. to talk about the good shit so yeah we started the season by hitting our thirty thousand download goal that was we wild celebrated that. that was wild <laughs> And that was um, early in the season that yeah that was literally like around our second episode um we came back shout out to your neighbors (laughs) we i mean we what else we do this season we charted on apple (laughs) we hit number 31 on apple podcast relationship chats tell your mother to tell her friends you know um we went viral on tiktok Mm -hmm. we did which i think a lot of the people who are subscribed now who have become a part of the good up audience joined us from tiktok that's where they discovered us y'all from that viral clip of me telling people that I am an unempathetic ass bitch who yeah. don't cry. Um, Super un- unempathetic. You don't yeah. care about your friends, I, but you I also don't care, care about too my much. friends. It was just I, very chaotic. Apparently, I'm a Virgo. I. <laughs> the girls were certain you were a Virgo. It was that de- I was dead at all the people who were posting like astrologic, yeah. astrological, uh, you know, things related to astrology, and I'm like, oh girl. You know what you was know, the funnest part about that? The fact that you are an astrologer. And I was like, right. if y'all only know that my co-host is like literally. Is a full-blown, uh, an entire astrologer. And you know what's like, funny? I don't join conversations about that because I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and do that. First of all, I don't work for free. That's number one. Um, <laughs> like I do not work for free. If I'm posting or engaging in anything related to astrology, 
um, for one, I'm either being paid for it or I have been guided to do so by my squad on the other side. Otherwise, yeah. no, I'm gonna let y'all sit there and roll around and say what you think, do what you gotta do, baby. I'm staying out if, of it. And that's the thing. If I post about astrology, I post in for jokes. Like, you know, cause that other day I sent you some Instagram posts where we're like, whiling. I am taking it all the way there, but I'm not trying to psychoanalyze you because that is not my ministry. That's Deidre's ministry. And I ain't out here trying to guess anybody's zodiac sign. Right. But that video has, to this, at currently, it's 646,000 views, which is insane. Come on. Um, okay, now. And, you know, we've, we've had some success since then um, on TikTok. What else? We, our, obviously, our Twitter fam keeps growing our question threads on twitter have been doing well oh yes we are over two thousand followers now on instagram which that was a goal too oh, so we no. up there what else i mean y'all we and we then there. aside from all that we're also making amazing connections we've had some yes. really interesting guests this season exactly. um, and i think we had a very um i think the thing that i love most about this season is how i i guess diverse We've mm -hmm. had so many different topics, but they are all kind of connected exactly. at the same time. Exactly. So shout out to every single guest who's been on the podcast. I think one thing that I want to highlight is that, let me see, all of our guests, I believe, except for one, were not from the U.S. Virgin Islands. So we uh, wanted to branch out. be at least two. Oh, no, we're not. Okay, sorry. Yeah, we're not. So... Okay. Um, Maya is from Houston. Um, we had Kalik on the podcast. We mm -hmm. had India on the podcast. Um, we had Shah, who is from, I believe, Mississippi. Shah, don't cuss me out if I was wrong. Um, who else? And then we had Tamara, who is who is from St. Croix. So yeah. for the most part, you know, we've kind of branched out. No, it's out. true. I'm really and, proud of that, actually. Yeah. Those connections we've made. Mm -hmm. Um. And it's just proof, and this is low-key taking it back to last season. This is proof that even though there's a little bit of distance and separation within the diaspora, there's still so much that we have in common, exactly. regardless of where we're from. Like, ooh, exactly. this was a good-ass season. Oh, my and God. That's, that's why I try not to tell people about this podcast, man. Like, yes, we have accents. Yes, we speak in our dialect. But this is a podcast for everybody. This is not necessarily a Virgin Islands podcast, but mm -hmm. it is a podcast born and bred and made and edited and produced by Virgin Islanders. So this is what you're getting. Um, exactly. So yeah, so many highlights. We actually are on the cusp of 40,000 downloads, which Ayo, Ayo, you know how insane that is? Like That's wild. First because of all, wasn't there, yeah. you're, you're better at explaining this statistic than me, but wasn't there a particular um, point where we had more downloads this season than all the mm -hmm. others or something can you yeah. explain it because so, i don't know how to explain it but i know it's late so season seven was our highest performing our best performing season we had more downloads in the month of may than we've had in the entire history of the podcast in a season so Bruh. yeah that's crazy which means like Normally, you know, we're a small podcast, so we expect our little 10,000 download goal to hit maybe every couple of months or closer to once a year. Um, on average, it's been once a year, right? But we literally were celebrating 30K a couple of weeks ago, and now we're about to add a Deidreha 40K balloons. I don't know what we're about to do, but <laughs> we're about to celebrate 40K, which means 
we might be celebrating 50 and over by the time we have our little our little anniversary party in atlanta which you know oh i'm god. ready i'm ready i'm so excited um, about that oh my god yeah. i cannot wait so, it's lit i mean we have so much to be proud of in general but i think this season kind of really cemented like okay god up has so much potential and yes. we're doing good work and we're making good content and you know what i think is gonna break the motherfucking internet when we get our voice distortion software and we have West Girl on the show. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> we say that all to say um, thank you guys so much for your support this season. Shout out to our patrons, okay? Yeah. The yeah, VIP section was growing and growing and growing this season. I it ain't our Facebook group. I would be mm. messaging me, asking me part of the episode that I appreciate you for being yeah. on my ass. Um, but also for keeping the motherfucking lights on this season, y'all. And that's it right there. Cause y'all you see the price of gas. Do you see these gas prices? And our patrons over here giving a dollar, five dollars, ten fifteen, something like um, look. Yeah. Um Y'all y'all been yeah. keeping us alive, honey. Are y'all our sugar daddies? Anyway. <laughs> And yeah, shout out to just everybody who's been involved. Shout out to you, Deidre. I know we, we gave each other our flowers when we hit our 20K, but again, like, I could not do this without you. Like, we are you the team. You stand up, but you don't do the hard work. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, but nobody come in here to listen to my ass just right up in a room by myself, okay? We are here together. Right. <laughs> Yo, so, like, yeah. nah, hey, I used to be out here editing episodes, creating these posts. I'm like, I just wish, I just wish I had the, the endurance. Listen, but you, you, you are such an important part of this show. And honestly, this season, like, I can't talk about it enough. It's been so much fucking fun. Like, yeah, these episodes this season have been some of my favorite of the entire time we've had the podcast to be Same. honest this was like, really fun to record like like exactly so, we we had our little bisexual episode which was my, so my fun represented that video, that episode was so fun it was so educational so enlightening um it just felt so safe having that conversation mm -hmm. you know i love having those types of conversations i love learning from y'all um because that's part of being an ally right yeah, I and I strongly believe you don't get to decide that you're an ally. The people who you're allying for is who gets to decide yeah. that you're an ally. That's just the way I see it, right? Like, yeah, I could, being an ally isn't a title; it's an action. Period. Exactly. That's it, right there. So you know, wh and what was your favorite episode? Just because was the it season that one? of my no, that was really close. That was definitely top three. But because of the fact that I am the season of my life I'm in, it's giving misandry. It has to be the the, the episode that we kicked the season off with <laughs> about the um the boys having their Amazon sale on microphones. Um, the alpha male podcast. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely the episode about the alpha males. For when sure. you start calling them Sam, Sam, Kevin Samuelites. The Samuelites. <laughs> and then Kevin Samuel actually passed away like two weeks after that episode. I was like, there is power in the blood. Like, what is going on? I was like, let me, let me. <laughs> like, we were wilding. We were wilding. We were, we were doing the most, but I mean. <laughs> God was like, did we lie? <laughs> insert, insert Nicki Minaj screaming, did I lie? Like, listen, we went off. <laughs> no, the but girl, of episode it, went too loud. Like, it was everything. a lot. There was a lot happening. But also, can we talk about the alpha males getting tattoos of their um daddy? 
Kim and Samuel oh, yeah. on their body. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, that's fatherless if, behavior. If y'all thought we were wilding with our episode, like the internet went crazy afterwards. Okay, we didn't even say much about that man, but when he died, Twitter was on fire. Okay, ablaze, ablaze. I mean, what? you know what's crazy <laughs> to me? I just resent that people. So for one, I didn't see people celebrating his death, right? I didn't see it. I'm not saying that it didn't happen. So y'all yeah. could try to come for me if you want to, but fuck yeah, you. Yeah, people um, were celebrating. People were yeah. just saying, like, I don't care. Okay. Like people were indifferent, right? Yeah. So I didn't, I put and again, just because I didn't see people celebrate doesn't mean that people weren't celebrating, but I personally have not witnessed anyone celebrating Kevin Samuel's death. What I did see was a lot of women who were very indifferent and rightfully so. Yeah. Um, and I saw people say, I'm not gonna sit on the internet and pretend like I'm sad that somebody who was so harmful to black women died. That's what I saw. Yeah. Um, and I'm just really disappointed. I'm not disappointed. I'm actually not even surprised that our community is doing that where they're somehow making people a problem for simply saying, okay, what's this? That ain't got nothing Listen, to do with me. I am on the boat of, yes, death is a sad thing and you should always be respectful of grief. And if you personally feel grief, you are absolutely allowed to feel that. But you can't police how other people respond Facts. to death, whether it's through grief or another feeling. If or a shitty person die, them dying don't make them any less of a shitty person. People are dying every day. Am I going to celebrate it and wish bad on a person? No, I would never wish death on somebody. But yes, right. I will feel indifferent to them not being here anymore. But can we also talk about the fact? Can we just also address the fact that the one thing that's promised to us when we leave our mama's pussy is death? Can we just acknowledge that? Why you have to want it like that? I'm so, because I'm just so com confused. People are acting like death is not going to happen. Death is going to happen. At some yeah. point, our body is going to say, no more. We're done here. And your soul well, is I mean going to leave the body. So... A bus might see me crossing the street one day and be like, she look really... This is the time, right? So we're not, none of us are guaranteed to live forever. That's number one. So why are we like, what does it matter how people are reacting to this man's death? Listen, like, if I die tomorrow and you thought that was a shitty person, tweet about it, bitch. And you know do what? It, do it for me. Do it to my mind. Yeah. Well, oh God. Um, you know what I am going to do is say <laughs> you gonna get dragged. Like yeah, I'm going to get dragged. Yeah, but that's the thing. And I drunk. do feel like, and it's funny, me and Diamond were having this conversation because we'd be talking about some spiritual shit. Diamond said, mm -hmm. you know, the reality is, is Kevin Samuel served exactly what his purpose was on this earth. Yeah. And it was to help us really look at the relationship between black men and black women. But aside from that, it's also to look at black people and their relationship to that word accountability. Mm. Right. And one of the things that black people as a community have to take accountability for is the fact that as soon as somebody dies or something bad happens, we tend all to is eradicate all the fucked up things they did because they died. No, that motherfucker was a shitty person. Yeah. When the pedophiles in my family die, you think I'm going to sit here and be like, Ooh, oh, such listen. and such was a good person. Oh, it's about, I'm going to say good riddance, fucking creeper. Listen, <laughs> like, like listen. what? You I think like you dying somehow makes you this holier yeah. than thou martyr who everyone like sure your family is probably grieving it but that didn't stop the fact that you was it a shitty person i promise exactly. you when the person who's who or people who have violated me in my life pass away i am throwing up we taking shots okay i dancing <laughs> i you know how christina and meredith used to dance in gray's anatomy that gonna we be dancing like, hard girl if i dance like me you know rhythm okay we're doing it on zoom like it's, it's what it is <laughs> Like when I, and I think that was something that the black community needed to face. 
was that level of delusion that we tend to have. Somebody dies and suddenly we shouldn't acknowledge that they were a shit person. I mean, and truly, I think it's because they think that like karma, like you don't want to celebrate quote unquote someone's death because something bad might happen to you or your family or like they feel like maybe that's how it works. And it's like, no, be honest with yourself. Like if you didn't like yeah. somebody, nobody telling you to throw a parade, but also like you don't have to fake it. Like you oh, don't well, have to sit here and fake it. Sorry like, to that when, man. <laughs> yeah, sorry to that man. I remember si- I remember when the news broke that Kevin Samuels died. I remember sitting at my kitchen table and seeing it and being like, is this real? Like, I thought it was a hoax. I thought, cause you know, the girls were saying Betty White died yeah. a million times before she actually died. Oh, but I remember like Betty? when I, I know Betty, that was a sad loss, but I remember sitting there and seeing it and being like well damn like I hated I mean I didn't hate him I was like damn I really couldn't stand him but I didn't want him to die and I moved on you know and I just left it as that I'm, I didn't comment on it or anything but whatever good riddance to him he's wherever he deserves to be his soul is wherever it's meant to be at this time <laughs> yeah but I mean, no, that episode was legendary because like the timing of it, um, yeah. it was le- to me, it was legendary because we were dragging man from beginning to end. And oh, most yeah, of the people fun. who were like responsive to that episode were men because there mm-hmm. were a lot of men out here who was like, yo, they so fucking embarrassing to our agenda. And I was like, talk to your boy them because talk to them, talk to them. And I think that's the biggest issue that's happening right now on the internet that everybody keeps calling it a gender war, but I'm like. Ain't a gender war. It's not a gender war. It's women finally saying, actually, I don't, I don't want to be a part of this because yeah, there's it's been not a- all of you against all of us. It's just a select yeah. few motherfuckers who just embarrass. Like yesterday, <laughs> yesterday we were watching Law and Order SVU, <laughs> and these boys in SVU had to do something, you know, crazy. And Stephen was just watching how they were talking to the girl in the in the show, and he was just like, "Yo, how the fuck is anybody attracted to men?" Like. He's like, I could never be gay because that would mean that I would have to date men. And I'm like, but gay men are slightly different. Like, it's really a, it's really a cishet It's really problem. a cishet thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely uh, a cishet thing. But it was just funny hearing him say that because he was just like, this is, this ain't even dramatized for the show. Like, this is, this is I've really seen happening. men speak and act like this. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. It's facts. Before, before we go off on a tangent. Um. My favorite episode, oh my God, I can't, you know me, I can't pick one, but imposter syndrome was up there yeah, because that was a good one. I think honestly, and the reason it was up there for me is because I, I took from that conversation and I carried it with me since yeah. that episode was recorded. Like in everything that I've done, I've been like, Hey, I said, okay, is this you? Is this a real thought that you're having? Or is this motherfucking imposter syndrome? And are we right. going, you know, like I've really been taking it with me. I think it just hit hard because I, like you said, the, the position I was in, in in my life or I'm in, in my yeah. life right now. Um, And then the ghosting episode, you know why? Oof. Because the way that Casper and his crew popped back up in my inbox on DMs. I knew that was going to happen. I knew that was going to happen. Did they apologize? Was it the long, lengthy apologies? You think I responded to that messages, Deidre? We trying to learn and grow. The black button was swift. The black button was heavy. And I was like, my girl, my girl. That's what I'm talking about. What did we say in that episode? This is not pay less. Every shoe don't fit, bitch. And if it did fit, why you in my DMs? Exactly. Did you learn nothing? Did you listen to the full episode where I talked about my mental health? No, you ain't coming back. Also, I'm married. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, let this lady live. Like, what the fuck? But 
Yeah, I I think the ghosting episode was was one of my favorites because honestly, I was a bit touched. It was it was hitting home for me, and Casper mm-hmm. them apparently felt the same way because they were just. It like, was hey. very therapeutic, and it's very yeah. fascinating to me. You must got it going on for all your past niggas to be listening to the show. <laughs> I will admit, my I do have exes who listen to the show. They know that I talk about them on here. Um, my husband listens to me record every single episode. Uh, it's just, we talked about this in an exes episode last season. I am on relatively good terms with a lot yeah. of my exes. But there are a lot of people that I never got into a relationship with who I was casually seeing who it ended negatively. And apparently... They also listen to the podcast. So I'm just like, they were just hoping you would bring them up one day. And then you, you did so slightly, like you didn't even confront, you didn't say no names or nothing. I think ever since we start, we, we, we swing out the gate by me talking about my own mother and everybody else were just like, I guess my time coming. So let me just, nobody's safe. Nobody's safe. You know, it's funny. Me and Diamond had this conversation once and she was telling me how, um, she feels like, the relationship that we have with our mom impacts our dating life. Cause she was like, she feels like it's kind of not so much scares like men off, but they're intimidated mm-hmm. by that because they feel like if she could cut her own mama off, who am I? Mm. And I can see that. I can see that. I mean, so, that's a lot to assume about a person without asking them though. That, that part. And so to be, for me, to be intimidated by what you're assuming about a person's life experience. Well, right. And then to not say, just wow. Asking some- yeah. Asking questions and then not saying, wow, this person obviously hurt you so much that you felt you had to draw a line here. Right. I'm so sorry. And I, I think that makes you a strong person. Instead, it's, this is intimidating. And what I'm taking that as is I'm a fuck boy. And I've, I see that she's quick to draw a boundary with even her own mother. Exactly. So I ain't getting away with shit. Because the way I see it is, um, for one, if you care about somebody, then you just ask those clarifying questions, right? Um, and as opposed to making a judgment about them, you just respect their choice. And you respect their level of respect for themselves. Because at the end of the day, it's toxic mamas out here. And some people, like, you know, I live by the fact that forgiveness doesn't mean that you have to have a relationship with them. Yeah, and I've forgiven my mom a, a long time ago for the ways that she's treated us. But I've chosen that just because I've forgiven her doesn't mean we need to be in each other's lives. I just, it's what it is. And some people can relate to that and some people cannot. And that's okay. And I just, the way I see it is a truly emotionally intelligent person will be able to still sustain a relationship with me without being mm-hmm. threatened by my choice to separate from my mother. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, it, it just is what it is. And I mean, again, if they listen to this show, they understand why there was valid reason for y'all to do that. And it is what it is. Like, yeah. How are you intimidated because of that? Please. I, facts. But yeah, um, definitely those those were some of my favorites. Um, I think there is an overarching theme this season of episodes on things that are really important to your personal growth like your personal knowledge of self like your self-awareness right Facts. um maybe minus and then i would say minus the bisexuality episode but even with the bisexuality yeah. episode because for a lot of people their sexuality is a part of that like growth and self-awareness and other mm-hmm. good stuff so yeah i mean 
all of that chalks up to emotional intelligence, right? I get my that, notes. Hey, <laughs> one thing here is I'm going to have is her notes. So, yeah, this this season, the theme essentially was emotional intelligence. Not that we planned that from the beginning. That's just how it turned out. Yeah. And there are five elements of emotional intelligence, right? The first one is self-awareness, knowing yourself. The other one is self-regulation, how to manage what you know about yourself. Social awareness, which is being able to interact well with others, knowing everything you know about yourself. Mm -hmm. And then empathy, the ability to understand how others are feeling and respond based on that information. So something that I noticed, especially when we went viral, was a lot of people are self-aware they are somewhat introspective, but that does not mean that they are emotionally intelligent. There is a mm-hmm. difference. Yeah. I got a lot of credit, I think, in that clip for being self-aware and people being like, oh, this is very emotionally intelligent. And I was like, I wouldn't describe myself as emotionally intelligent. I know a lot mm-hmm. about myself. I've been to therapy. Yeah. I feel very self-aware. But I don't be fucking wilding. I have a long way to go. <laughs> So, would you describe yourself as emotionally intelligent, Deja, or <laughs> for you? Um, <laughs> honestly, um, I would, I would, um, mostly because, well, for one, there, it, for a while, I didn't realize that I was. It took mm-hmm. other people having certain experiences with me, um. To be like, yo, like, you're very emotionally intelligent. And at first I was like, what? But then when I actually started familiarizing myself with exactly what you just read out, I was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to act like I'm just like this supreme being, right? Who doesn't have moments where I'm not able to regulate my emotions. Because mm-hmm. I've just, in the last, like, two years learned how to regulate my emotions. Because um, it's one thing to be self-aware, but sometimes what you lack is that connection to your emotions Mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah um and so now that i know how to process my emotions and acknowledge all of my emotions and recognize that sometimes my emotions are going to be in a negative space and as opposed to just trying to mask it just process it that's what takes actual emotional intelligence is recognizing okay i'm not doing very well today and you're going within and asking yourself those clarifying questions of why am i not doing well today what is happening Mm -hmm. that's making me not do well and what is it going to take for me to feel better as opposed to, oh, I need to be having positive thoughts. Let me take these negative thoughts and turn them into positive ones. That is very, very, if anything, that's negligent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So the short answer is yes, I do consider myself to be emotionally intelligent because that empathy, that's the key right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and empathy is not an, there's a, to me, there's a fine line between empathy and um, codependency. Because you should you should be able to empathize with people without letting what they're going through consume you and mm-hmm. without trying to use what they're going through as a means of people pleasing. You mm-hmm. can empathize with somebody without trying to solve their problems for them. The biggest key there is letting them come to you and say, how can I, like, what would you suggest I do? And that's, I, I used to be really bad about trying to solve everybody's problems for them. Shit. Yeah. I, I mean... Y'all know I'm working on it. I, re- I really am trying not yeah. to be that person. Mostly because, like, one, you, you just can't. You can't. There's no way to solve everybody's problem who comes to you a nope. problem. The other thing is that that's not what people are asking for, and I've realized yeah. that, and I'm working on that. Um, 
But I think the reason I wouldn't describe myself as emotionally intelligent would be because like I still feel like there's so much that I'm working towards. Mm-hmm. And I think especially when it comes to interacting with other people. So as you guys have seen this season, like there's a lot I'm willing to admit about myself, right? That yeah. I know about myself. But in knowing those things, they still affect how I interact with other people. And they also affect how I feel about myself when Mm. other people interact with me. So I think that is my biggest battle that I face on a regular basis is not internalizing things when people behave badly or say wild shit to me or just do things. Um, And just not... I guess shutting down or just allowing things to affect me mentally. So I think in terms of emotional intelligence, like I still have room to grow there in terms of self-awareness. Like I wouldn't, there's not much I haven't admitted on this podcast. Right. You know what though? I would consider (laughs) you to be emotionally intelligent, mostly because I feel like intelligence is knowing that there's Mm -hmm. always room for growth. Does that make sense? Yeah. So the fact that you're aware, I don't be scared to be like, yeah, I get it. (laughs) Yeah, because the thing is, is I still have room to grow. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's no end to expansion and learning. Mm -hmm. There's no end to it. There's always going to be some fat, some way to learn more. Um, And so I think that is, I think it's very emotionally intelligent to be aware of yourself, but also be aware of the things that you need to actively work on. We all have something we need to be working on. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, we I, all do. We're just not all willing to. Oh, that part. Because, listen, I, and I keep going back to that viral video. And y'all, I, <laughs> I've i said it on my personal page, but I don't think people realize how daunting it is for you to post a video where you're essentially admitting that something is a problem, right? The video gets 600,000 plus views. And the majority of people commenting on it are like, that's not my fault. Is something wrong with the person? Is the person people will cry too much about da 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 da? I'm not. That was keep, very sad to see. I'm, I'm not, not gonna yeah. lie. Those They're comments like, kind of made me sad. I'm not just gonna keep coddling you and like people were really reacting in a very like just vitriolic like unempathetic way. And I was like, if this is the majority of people on this, like this is half a million people, Ayo who essentially were blaming someone don't get me wrong i will give credit that there were some comments where people like wow this is it hit home i get where you're coming from like i get it but the majority of people who commented on a video blame somebody else and i would just like if everybody is is the bad guy And that's something I live by. If everybody's crazy, you're the one that's insane. Um, And also there was a time where I was just like those people in the comments. There was a time I'm not going to sit here and act like I was always this like, now granted, I've always been empathetic, right? But there was a time where I too was just like those people in the comments where I just was like, nobody wants to be the bad guy. Nobody wants to be wrong. Exactly. Um, whereas now I have to recognize like, you know what, just cause somebody's crying to you doesn't necessarily mean that they want you to solve their problems. It just means that they feel safe sharing that part of themselves with you. But not even just that, like in order for you to grow as a person, you have to be willing Mm -hmm. to admit that sometimes you're wrong. Like sometimes you're just fucking wrong. Like nobody Mm going to die. You're not going to fall apart. Your skin is not going to melt off. Sometimes you are the bad guy. You said or did or reacted or handled something the wrong way. And it's, it's simple and easy to just be like my bad. 
Exactly. I apologize. I'm sorry. Or do better next time. If you, yeah. if apologizing is that damn hard. <laughs> but it's even mm-hmm. in our question threads. Like, I don't mean to drag Aya, but I see all of your responses. And so many of you, week after week after week, no matter what topic we talk about, you ain't a bad guy. You've never done anything wrong. This has never happened to you. You just, you good. And I'm just like, you somebody sure? got to be wrong. Somebody got to be wrong. Right. I'm like, somebody lying. Like, oh, that's the one. So, yeah. I mean, this season was really like, if if you listen to season seven and you didn't do any kind of introspection, you didn't, Oof. nothing about it made you think about your role in your life situations. Because in contrast, I feel like season six was like, let's talk about all this shit that people have done to us. Right. We talk about generational trauma. We talked about um, shadow work, which honestly is more internal. What else Mm -hmm. did we talk about this season? We talked about like casual sex, exes, like all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. On the flip side, this season was more of like, okay, we know all of this about ourselves. Now, Now, what what role have we played in it? Minus the men with microphones episode, because fuck, this is all your fault. Um, Literally. But yeah, no, we talked about imposter syndrome. We talked about turning 30 and how much pressure we'd upon ourselves. We talked about yeah. sexuality. We talked about fucking ghosting and <laughs> the role that we've had in it. Like yeah, this episode was this season was um I feel like there was a lot of um kind of like looking in the mirror. Yeah. Um, it definitely was like the look look at yourself slash emotional intelligence season. Yeah. I wonder what next season is gonna be. Chaos if I have my way. <laughs> <laughs> everybody like how much more episodes you have like what you gonna run out that shit to talk about i could never run out that shit to talk about i don't think we're gonna run out of things to talk about um i think there's always stuff to talk about like and i think we're always gonna evolve too like yeah because my thoughts on for example season one episode one have changed i am two years older now yeah things have happened since then life has changed um so yeah i may have to revisit that someday like yeah ironically at the time i believe that you and diamond were in contact with ayomora at the time yeah we had yeah because you know what's funny and i don't know if i've ever shared this on the show but i was actually very uncomfortable listening to that episode because i felt kind of defensive of my mom Mm. um not saying that what diamond was saying was untrue or she didn't have the right to say it but but i found myself being like Yeah, especially because that was at a point in my life where I had, and this was me personally, and that's why I kind of had to sit with myself and say, Deidre, like, just because you made this choice for you and mom's relationship doesn't mean that Diamond made it, right? This Mm. was soon after, I remember, I just kind of had this epiphany one day um, of just being like, yo, she did the best she could with what she had. She didn't Mm. really know any better, right? Um, She didn't have it any better than you growing up. Like, I just kind of had that moment and I just said, you know what? You're not in her care anymore. She's not in charge of your life. You're responsible for your life. There are things about her that you do like. So focus on that. I kind of had made that decision for myself. So we were in, me and my mom were actually in a really good place when that episode had came out because I was, I had made the choice to just handle our relationship with a long handle spoon. Mm -hmm. so hearing that episode was a little uncomfortable for me, but I never felt, I never shared that with diamond. I didn't 
feel the need to share it with Diamond because Diamond and I are two completely different people. My mom has three kids. You know what I mean? And of my mom's kids, I've always been the one that was most forgiving of her. I've always been the one. I was actually the last one to come to the point that I'm at with her. And um, maybe one day I'll share on the show why. Yeah. So it was. You know. It's it's always been a weird journey, like kind of telling my family business on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Even this season, like the things that I've talked about, like openly talking about my sexuality, it's still weird even two years in because mm. to the audience, it's like, oh, you guys, again, are so emotionally intelligent. You're so self-aware. So you're so transparent. But there are families and like real people. And Who are affected real- by this. Yeah, Mm -hmm. real exes who are involved in these stories and the things that we choose to share, which is, I mean, obviously why I never name anybody. I try not to go into like super specific details, but right. I mean, at the end of the day, it's still our truth, right? Like, yeah, in order for us to grow and in order for this podcast to evolve, like there is a level of self-awareness and like honesty that we have to bring to the show absolutely otherwise what's the point because you know what's funny as um i was at my grandma's altar earlier today and i was just kind of sitting and in silence and all that jazz but um i pretty much she pretty much blatantly told me like you need to stop being so bitter about your ex (laughs) and y'all know i spent this whole season dragging that man (laughs) listen you drag me you drag men (laughs) I supported it. Right. But you know what? That's an act. That's a necessary part of healing. Yeah. I don't think it's fair to expect people to have a bad experience and go straight to like, oh, I'm going to take all the positives from it. That's unrealistic. Mm -mm. Um, And that process is going to be a different length for everybody. And, um, and I tried my best to be that emotionally, that mature person who would speak positively about him but my soul wouldn't allow me to be that way I was very Mm -hmm. angry and I had a right to be that way and that that episode about grief helped me with that with Mm -hmm. acknowledging like Deidre you need to give yourself like be okay with being angry at him and right now I'm not angry anymore I'm done and I think Mm -hmm. the episode was very therapeutic in that way um I that grief episode is probably one of like yeah, that my favorite, was but good. this yeah. whole season has been very therapeutic in that way because mm-hmm. now I'm able to kind of um kind of reflect on the relationship and not just think about the ways that it pissed me off and that he pissed me off and feel like my time was completely wasted and mm-hmm. um and all that jazz. Um and I needed to be angry for a while because if I didn't spend that time being angry and focusing on why we broke up. I probably would end up right back in that relationship. If I spent too much time thinking about the positive aspects of that relationship, I would mm-hmm. be stuck in a toxic cycle and in a relationship that I have no business in. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually grateful for that time that I spent being angry because that anger is kind of what has protected me from going right back to the, to a relationship that don't serve me. And I think the podcast is the reason why I was able to do that. Listen, <laughs> the way some I owe me 200 fucking dollars because this podcast is free therapy. Let me, let, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it because I've been getting the messages and I love y'all so much. And I'm so grateful for y'all's, um, y'all's loyalty to the show. But <laughs> even then, please know that this is like damn near free therapy for us. Not that we are qualified to be anyone's therapist. Yeah. This is not a replacement for therapy. I have to set it's up not, like, you know how therapy for black girls will be like, this is not meant to be a replacement for therapy. Cause it's um, really not honey. It's not, but it's, it's definitely a safe space to kind of like touch on things that we really don't just openly talk about because sometimes it's not the right time to bring those things up yeah. or 
we don't have that safe space to do it like the inner child episode and the we're not really strangers episode when i tell io the way i had to fight not to cry when we were recording those episodes yeah you know it's funny because those two oof Girl, those were the two. I think be, the grief episode was emotional too. Don't get me wrong, because anything that involves me revisiting grief is is hard. But I think we're not really strangers. Got me because like, as long as you and I have been recording this show, like we've never sat down and really like. Yeah, we talk about it in terms of the theme of the episode, but we were sitting there like getting to know each other on like a whole it was different really level. Beautiful. I loved it. And it just made me realize, like, wow, I see Deidre, even though she's across the country, I see Deidre more often than I see a lot of my friends. And every time we see each other, we're sitting and talking about something therapeutic. And it's like, to be able to build that kind of relationship on a podcast is like... It's so amazing. Chef's kiss. Amazing. Facts, 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 facts. And then the Inner Child episode, I think we touched on so much just like Mm -hmm. heavy shit. And after that episode, I had to sit there and just be like... (laughs) Yeah, that Inner Child episode, it was... Oh my God. Like, first of all, it was, it was beautiful, but also heavy, mm-hmm. but also like necessary. And I, you know, the only thing I ever want for every, from every single one of these episodes is for people to be able to take something from it and be able mm-hmm. to listen to it and then apply it to themselves and grow yeah. in whatever way they're meant to. And I really hope that inner child episode served as some level of breakthrough for somebody, even if it's just one person. Mm-hmm. I hope people even just started to say, what is this concept of the inner child? Like, how do I, because there's so many of us who are so disconnected from our inner child. Mm-hmm. So many. And and so many of us who think that like, we've done the work to an extent. And then we have mm-hmm. these conversations and we listen to the episode and it's like, you really take the time to be like, oh, do I need to do some more in a child walk? Like that episode made me realize like there is more work that I have to do. This whole season honestly was like, yo, I have more work to do. I need to go back to therapy. Like, (laughs) yeah, we're always going to have more work to do. And you know, what's funny is, um, I keep thinking that my abandonment wound is healed and it's not, Mm. it just manifests itself in different ways. And, um, so that's what I'm always like actively working on is reminding myself that I'm safe, that the people who are around me actually want to be around me, that they're not leaving. Mm. And even if they do leave, that is okay. Cause I will be fine. Um, that's something that I'm always working on. And the way that wound is looking now, is like rejection. Um, and I also recognize that I have to get outside of my comfort zone, but, um, I'm here for all of the growth. Um, I, on, and I honestly think we've grown this season because for us, we have been super communicative with each other, I feel. You could correct me yeah. if I'm wrong. I'd be like, no, bitch. No, we right. have been. Um, I feel like we've... I haven't been communicative enough, if we're being honest. <laughs> no, you have. Like, And I think this season, more than others, like we've talked to each other about like how we've been feeling. Like We've talked outside of recording the episodes. We have come to each other and been like, yo, today is just not it. Like that's I can't true, yeah. do it today. Um, and I think that's just, like I said, a reflection of everything that we've been learning through what we've been recording and what we'd learn from the audience and what we've learned in like the two years that we've done this show. So I'm excited about season eight. Um, I'm also excited that we're kind of right. We're lined up with Beyonce, right? (laughs) (laughs) We we line up with Beyonce. So if she dropped me seven and we just finished season seven... I ain't gonna hear the end of it. I talking I shit. I don't know why, but 
something in my spirit. I'm praying that it's a tour. Oh, this will easily become a Beyonce and Jay-Z um, Listen, we, and it's funny how much we would talk about Beyonce on this podcast. Listen, I mean, dreams. Because um, <laughs> she don't do interviews. <laughs> that's, oh my God, um, could you imagine? Oh my God. Either way, man, Deidre and I are about to have an amazing summer because hopefully the queen drops an album. That's going to be the album of the summer. Um, we are going to go get our rest. We are going to go take care of our mental health. Okay. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Bitches, bitches need to go back to therapy. It's me. I'm bitches. So yeah, all that being said, we're going to go take care of ourselves. We are going to go live our best life this summer. We want the audience Facts. to do the same. There may or may not be some bonus content coming over this summer. I will lie. No. Hey. Keep holding it down, though. Um, we, after the season is over, are going to release all of the videos from this season publicly to the main audience because, you know, it's been Patreon exclusive this whole time. But now that the season is over, y'all going to be able to see all the videos on Vimeo, um, including, yeah, y'all have access to season six. You should be able to watch season six. Um, but yeah, thank you guys again for just being amazing and holding it down with us and all the growth that you've helped this podcast accomplish. We look forward to way more. Wow. I love you, Deidre. And it's I love been you. great. And yeah, <laughs> tell the people um, yeah, tell the people them um, for the last time for season seven. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Good Up is hosted and produced by Deidre Ritter and Hey Isaac Quinones Ivory and is a proud member of the Kickin' It family. Find us on all social media platforms at GoodUpPod. Use hashtag GoodUpTuesday to continue the conversation and get access to exclusive bonus content at patreon.com slash gooduppodcast. 